All right, welcome back to the community. Well, I'm so excited about this week's episode. I feel like I say that every week, but you already know I'm excited about every episode every single week. <laughs> this week we have Damaris Tejada. Right? Hi, Anna. <laughs> How are you, Dami? I am good. How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm so excited that you accepted and you're going to be sharing with us this week. I'm so excited for the people to listen to you. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. Definitely. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. So my name is Damaris, a.k.a. Dami, on social media. (laughs) I'm a wife and a mom to a seven-year-old. I've been in HR systems analytics for the past six years, but my heart and passion is truly in wellness. So I dedicate a lot of time um, to coaching others through becoming healthier, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, meditating on God's word and helping them um, with how they're nourishing and, and feeding themselves. So this started back about, I would say about almost six years ago, um, I found myself after dealing with two years of postpartum depression, having a bout of that um, after my child was born, just in a very dark place. Mm-hmm. And I had to take ownership back of, of my mental health and my, and my, and my health, really. Mm-hmm. Um, not only was I dealing with the depression, but I was going through high blood pressure, close to being diabetic. And just in numerous other issues um, that were going wrong with my health. And yeah, I was in a very dark place and I decided one day that I was gonna take this thing captive and, and do what, it, what I needed to do to claim back my life. Yeah. Mm, that's so powerful. And you know, I've definitely been a part of your journey even just um, via social media. Um, And I'm one of those people that you have inspired so much because it's been amazing to see your journey. And, you know, thank you for sharing it with us on social media because, you know, it it motivates us. It's so so challenging to deal with Mm. postpartum depression and to deal with that postpartum weight. The struggle is real with that. Yeah. How how do you feel like you overcame like the first steps in terms of like that mental and emotional battle? Um, with that postpartum um, depression? It took getting real with myself. You know, um, I lost, it took, it also took losing absolutely everything for, mm. for a shakeup and a wake up call. Yeah. Um, during those two years that I was like, just in it, um, I wasn't speaking up. I was avoiding the pain I was running away from it um I couldn't express it to closest of my friends I couldn't express it to my husband like I physically could not understand what was happening or like mentally could understand what was happening so there was no way for me to verbalize it and um and so my world was shook up and and my marriage went to shambles is not that's when when my wake up call came that I needed to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. I needed to acknowledge the pain, embrace it, uh, and let it empower me to truly change 
the things about myself that, you know, in, in that time that Cristiano, what, um, in his first year of his life, I just spoke so much negativity over myself mm-hmm. as a mom. Yeah. Because I felt like I couldn't figure it out. I, I, I didn't feel like I was the perfect mom. Mm-hmm. Um, his birth was very traumatic for me. So I think that I, I never saw it as traumatic. Like I never viewed it as a trauma, as traumatic. So I never really, in not acknowledging it, I never healed from it. Mm-hmm. So it stayed with me. So it was something that I felt like I could never overcome. Yeah. So in that first year of his life, my only focus was him. So I, I, you know, stopped caring about myself. I stopped caring about my home. I stopped caring about my husband. Um, the communication with us, you know, went downhill. So, so it was hard. It was hard. So it wasn't until all these things were taken away from me that I, that I was, had to look myself in the mirror and I, and accept, you know, the things that I needed to do to become who, who God wanted me to be. Mm. Um, so first for me was acknowledging the pain, yeah. acknowledging the pain and, and trying to stop hiding from it. And, um, not just the emotional pain, but the physical baggage that I felt that I was carrying. Like, I felt like I had to carry the whole world in order to be this perfect mom and this perfect wife. Mm-hmm. And um, I just internalized all of that, internalized all of that and, and destroyed myself internally. Um, but yeah, it, it was taking a step, taking the first step. Like, I'm like, okay, I need to move. I spent the last two years not moving, not talking. I need to find my voice again and in, in speaking to people and, and letting them know what's happening with me. Not only that, but I needed to move physically as well. And that's been like a real healing process for me. Mm-hmm. Just move. Yeah. Just move because I, I just need to keep going forward because yeah. I, it, I got so used to just like literally like physically sitting, but mentally sitting still. Mm. And those, and those moments are important. Stillness is very important, but for me, it like literally just destroyed me not moving. Yeah. Um, But yeah, taking a first step and making that decision that I I needed to be better for me or how I was going to be able to not just, love my son but love my partner and and be able to grow yeah so you definitely had to hurdle through what so many of us do as wives and moms which is that i'm a priority you know so many times for wives moms specifically it's so hard to put ourselves first and sometimes we think we're being bad moms and bad wives if we're putting ourselves first yeah. Um, but you definitely took back control and, and you made yourself a priority. Um, did you struggle with that guilt, like during your journey of feeling like you were you know, a bad wife and a bad mom because you were putting yourself first in, in that aspect? Yeah. To this day, that's probably one of the biggest things um, that I struggle with. It's like, how do I make time to make sure that I have 
how do I set up my schedule to make sure that I have that time for me mm-hmm. without taking away from anybody else? Mm-hmm. And, and that mentality is, is, is kind of nutty sometimes too, at the same time, because like for me, I sacrifice waking up at the crack of dawn. So I have an hour to myself yeah. just to make sure that I'm available for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I know that if I don't do that, if I don't make that sacrifice of waking up, you know, for five o'clock in the morning to get a, to get my hour in whatever that hour looks like, I, I can't function for everybody else. If my cup is not filled. Mm, Yes. I can't. Um, I'm, I become moody, (laughs) you know, like my husband's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And I was like, well, I didn't work out today. I didn't have me time. You need to find a way to make it work. Yes. And I've, in the last five and a half years, I've, I've gone through bouts where, you know, nighttime is my time. And then mornings, now that uh, my son is a little bit older, mornings are definitely um, much more easier for me. But making, like literally penciling yourself in into your own schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Like an hour block for just you, whatever that may look like it, but it, you still struggle with it. I don't I'm sure you do as well Is is, is how do you make the time for yourself without taking away from everybody else that needs you as a mom, as a wife, you know, whatever your career looks like. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely tough. It's, it's, I feel is like one of our biggest war games and I the reason I feel like I struggled when um I gave birth is that nobody talked about these things so I have to commend you that you that you're doing this um being bringing on people and you yourself being so transparent and vulnerable because I didn't have anywhere to turn when this was happening to me. Yeah. Like I felt like every, like every mom that I would see on social media or the friends that I have were mom were like, they had it figured out. So mm-hmm. that was even more debilitating to my confidence as, as a new mom and a new wife. Like, I'm like, yo, I can't figure this out. Yeah. Like how do people handle all these hats and make it look so easy? Because I, Anna, I could not. Like, I obviously was going through a hard time, but like, I couldn't picture myself. Like, okay, like, I have to go to work. I work full time. Um, so you're you're like an active, supportive partner financially, yeah, um, emotionally, mentally, and all these things, and then be a mom and have the house in order, like squeaky mm. clean, and cook right. and do all these things. Mm-hmm you I would go to bed sometimes like overwhelmed because I'm like I can't do this I don't know how to and status yeah and no one no one would acknowledge that they were struggling um so I was like okay I'm an oddball (laughs) (laughs) yeah you feel like you can't relate to people and thank you so much for commending me I am just putting stuff out there that we needed because as you know with my story I want to be a woman too. And, you know, my marriage has struggled so many times because it's like waves, right? Between every transition in life, you know, you have to reevaluate. And it's like, um, where are you people? You people that are normal like me because the (laughs) superior people, I can't relate. (laughs) I get tired. (laughs) 
I run out of time. I don't know all these 24 yeah. hours that you have, you know, and I couldn't relate to anybody. So that's why I was like, we, we need to get real. You know what I mean? Especially now with social media becoming so much more popular and during this time. It's yeah. like, you know, I don't, it's not that we want to see people struggle. It's just that we want to have a level of relatability where we know that you're not perfect. Life's not perfect. And we're in this together, you know? And I think that's what's important to know that we're all in it, like yeah. together. Yeah. Um, before and and how naive I was, I just thought I was so alone. Like that there wasn't this community out there of women struggling as well. Right. And maybe back then, if I would have been that one voice, because um, now I feel like uh, we've been in social media like for a very long time now that we've seen it progress into like where it was like these cute little statuses, but now people like get really, really real with it, right? Like they use it as an, as an outlet to express um, their creativity or, or who they are and what they're all about. But back then, like no one, they were being transparent about like their meals or where they went, but no one was really using it as an outlet to let know like, okay, this is where I'm at mentally. This is where I'm at emotionally. Yeah. And I feel like maybe if I would have said something, you know, like, I don't know, somebody would have been like, okay, you know, you're not the only one, but I didn't. And then that's why I made it my purpose. Like my purpose drove my depression away because I was like, I am not going to stay silent anymore. I know there are others out there that are struggling with the same thing. Other women that are strong are there moms that are struggling with the same thing so I can't say like I couldn't I couldn't keep it in and it was a very cathartic process like you yeah. said you know yeah. thank you for sharing your journey but that was like healing for me to let all these things out because I yeah. spent so much time keeping mm-hmm. it in like I just needed to let it out yeah yeah, I agree with you. I'm like, you know, I've posted YouTube videos and I've, you know, I've written my book and I'm just like, I'm just putting it all out there because I'm like, if just one person reads my story and it helps them and in the process, you know, I'm speaking up as well because I struggled with losing my voice as well. Like I just, you know, couldn't speak up for myself and I couldn't share and the fear of oversharing and people being quote unquote in your business. You know what I mean? So I agree. It's so cathartic. Like it's, it's, it's unexplainable. You know, some people don't understand it and can't relate, yeah. which is okay. I, I've come to be okay with that. Um, but only those of us who have gone through similar paths understand, you know, um, what's what we dealt with and what was on the other side for us. And that whole, you know, purpose drove out depression. Whew, that's powerful. And it's not like a magic fix, but focusing yeah. on your purpose and what God created you um, to be in that person that God created you to be and, and the, the mission that he has for you to accomplish on this earth, it is a driving force and so helpful on those days where things look really bleak and you need something to hold on to, you know? Yeah, amen. Amen. And it was about, about that, finding my identity and yeah. who I am in God Yeah, and learning that, you know what? Like his word says, John three thirty. Like I needed to decrease myself in order to increase him. Yeah, yeah. To let his light, his love, his peace, you know, shine forth, even in the moments like you said where you're not feeling that. Yeah. But he, his glory always shines through. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 gone to the point. And I'm sure for you and your mission is is no longer really about you mm. because if yeah. it were if it were about you, you you wouldn't even be speaking your story yeah. like the the things that 
how raw you've become, how vulnerable you've becoming, opening up, you know, literally opening up your book so other people can 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 hear your story like that, your testimony. Um, that's all God. Like yeah. we're yeah. here to obviously glorify Him. Yes. Um, and it and it and it's it's not easy because sometimes when like he's calling you to speak you're like wait a second like <laughs> girl yes you're like boy shaking like i'm sweating <laughs> you really want me to do this me god okay i mean <laughs> yeah but what's amazing about all of that is that you see you look back and you're like wow like he's brought me this far and it's it's all been for a reason and that purpose that eliminates all that darkness the way like like that's where you need to fixate your eyes on 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 him on him because he'll really he'll release your identity in him to you yeah and his presence his power that that we have access to is it's just so freeing so after i i really came to terms like who i was in god i'm like okay like i don't have anything else to hide from i don't have to hide i can speak my truth i can find forgiveness i can love again um and let all these things go like all this extra baggage all this extra weight of trying to be perfect and we know each other for a long time so you know that we grew up in like we needed to walk this like study path of like mm-hmm. perfect grit in the type mm-hmm. of high school that we went to perfect grades yeah. go to college like it was all like one two three four five yeah and then as we're getting older mm. and going through the motions we realize wait life doesn't work in a step one two three right. four five yeah things yeah. come at it come at you from left field that you're just like like when everything goes to shambles, you're like, okay, like what just happened, you know? And, um, it's pretty intense. Like looking back that even all those things that came at us, God has used it yeah, for good. Yeah. Yeah. He's used every single thing for our good. And, you know, I agree. I feel like, I don't know for you, but I felt like we didn't really have that permission in that space that during those years where people mess up like teenage years and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, I did mess up, but I feel like I didn't have that permission to really mess up, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, like that perfectionism was really something that, you know, to be honest, I still struggle with sometimes because it's like, it's so deeply ingrained in us that, And and that pressure to be that perfect person because we had to, you know, represent and we had to, um, you know, we had, we felt like we had the whole world on our shoulders. Yeah. And I'm sure this talk can go like more deeper than that. But the fact like, we're obviously um, children of immigrants. So it's like, when we're here, like getting our goals and sacrificing ourselves because, you know, that's what our parents want. Like, we put all this pressure on us mm-hmm. to be, like, become these perfect people. Yeah. This perfect wife. Like, go to college and have children and do this and that. And it's, it's hard in your 20s. Like, yeah. like, by the time I hit 27, 28, I was like, no wonder I'm on high blood pressure medication. My whole life, I've been trying to aspire, like, to something that I can't get to. Yeah. You know, and I would beat myself up because, and um, we mentioned this earlier, like, I would look at everybody else and I'm like, 
how how are they doing it because i can't figure this out right now so so it's 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 hard yeah. it's hard and i think it takes a lot of forgiveness mm-hmm. um in in forgiving our parents and and you know unfortunately what they brought on to us but yeah. at the same time forgiving yourself mm-hmm. being giving yourself grace and mm-hmm accepting your truth like okay this is where god needs me right now yeah but that's not who you have to stay yeah yeah that's powerful i mean i think those are key ingredients just allowing yourself the grace to do you have to do the inner work when it comes to Mm. the the deeper rooted things but definitely allowing yourself that grace in the process um and ultimately is about becoming the person that god created you to be and you're right, we can definitely go on and on about that. And I think that we might come back. And <laughs> talk about That's that. a whole nother episode. You know, I, I felt that in my heart when you were when you were starting to talk about that. I'm like, cool. Like I, I felt that because yeah, you know, I mean, I don't I wouldn't say there's not too many of us, um, probably that I don't stay as in touch with that are from where we're from and, and things mm-hmm. like that, that really understand because I tell people where I'm from and kind of my background, but it's like, I'm sort of removed from it, kind of telling them, yeah. but to talk to you about it because our paths have been somewhat similar and, and you understand uh, my background, it, it really it really hit my soul when you, when you started talking about it. So <laughs> that'll definitely be a conversation. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like in terms of like, you know, talking about the the weight loss, and I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with, um, especially postpartum, the the depression piece and and all of that. It's about the deeper work. But I know that you were talking about just move, that physical piece of just moving um, is so important and can help shift things like in your mind as well. Um, what advice do you have in terms of like people that are struggling with the same thing, um, along with the moving piece, like what other things, like if they're just like ground zero, I know we were talking about the, the word of God and, um, yeah. moving your body, but what people that are struggling, um, with those, those similar situation, what would you tell them? For me, I needed accountability, somebody mm-hmm. that was going to hold me accountable. Um, and now we see, you know, a lot of like coaches online and stuff like that and and I saw actually my ex-roommate from college yeah um she had become a coach um for Beachbody and I was like you know what what do I have to lose yeah um like I'm doing absolutely nothing right now at the weight that I was I couldn't picture myself entering a gym Mm -hmm. um it sounded so cute like doing workouts at home and stuff like that but it was a release for me. It was, you know, half an hour a day that I was dedicating to myself. And, and that half an hour turned to a whole year mm-hmm. um, where I was able to lose, I, I believe, 80 or 85 pounds within that year. Ooh. And um, yeah. I needed the accountability because I, I felt like I wanted to know that I was going to report to somebody, even if it was in my head, just makeshift. But, um, in having her as an accountability partner, it turned out that I got pushed into this community Mm. and I feel like for the last six years, the reason why I've been able to 
maintain my weight and continue doing this because of something that that nourish, nourishes me and nurtures my soul is because I've grounded myself with people that are in the same path yeah so and it, sometimes that's hard when you yourself don't want to come to terms with what's happening mm-hmm. but sometimes it just takes one person it just takes having one friend that you're going to be like hey like do you want to do this with me do you want to call me up like I've literally gone through bouts where I'll have a friend call me at 4 30 in the morning to wake me up because at five o'clock in the morning we're going to show up to the gym together yeah and it's it's something that you can't do by yourself I don't I'm not sure you know amen to the person that can but I know I couldn't yeah I know that I always need a community and and that's probably like one of the biggest things that has come out of my journey is not only a community you know within my church but a community um of of friends and and people that are going through the same thing and struggling with the same things because this is this lifestyle is for life whether and that's something that people need to really come to terms with it like if you're going to commit to yourself you have to realize that this is for life and that doesn't mean that there's no cheap meals there's no like amazing dinners on saturday nights or date nights or whatnot or drink here and there but you need to commit to yourself because like that's how worthy you are that's Mm. how you should be honoring god's temple all those things are great, but you like your health depends on it. Like yeah. you need to be at a hundred percent in order to be able to serve others. Right. Uh, and that's not going to happen overnight. And I feel like we go into these things expecting a quick fix and, and there isn't any, there's, there's no secret pill. You just, gotta show up like honestly show up for yourself even when it hurts like even when it sucks even when you don't want to Mm. um community that's that that that's huge yeah i mean you you drop so many gems in there showing up for yourself and um community definitely community accountability i can so so relate to that because sometimes you know you can be so motivated by something and then something mm. will happen. It'll throw you off and you're like, mm, yeah. But when you know you have a group of people, um, even if just one person, you're like, okay, can't let them down. And, you know, they're going to ask me and I need to have a response. Like, you know, I didn't stuff my face with the cake when I got sad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely helpful. Um, and I was going to ask you about building the discipline of waking up early in the morning because, um, you know, I started that practice as well in grad school and people were like, you're crazy. Like I used to go to mm. the four o'clock in the morning and people were like, you're in grad school with two kids. Like, what are you doing? You know? Um, and you said it earlier too. It's about finding a time that works for you and yeah. to it. Um, because once you do it though, it's so powerful. You don't care that it's mm. four, four thirty, five o'clock. It's your time and you cherish it. And you're like, Oh, gotta go to bed early because my me time in the morning. Yeah. Which is Yeah, you definitely look forward to it. It's yeah. um you're the psychologist here, so you know all the effects that happen after <laughs> you sweat things out, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just this I, it's, it's sometimes honestly it feels like such a 
a magical release. Yes. Um, and there's many times that I can tell you that sometimes I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, I reel back and think of how amazing I feel afterwards. And that's honestly what keeps me going. Yeah. And my motivation, my motivating factor behind it all is knowing that I have a seven year old now that doesn't stop. Like he can go like 24 hours. <laughs> Girl, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I need all the energy I can get to keep up with that little dude because yeah. otherwise we'd just be hanging out like, Hey, on the couch. Like when, and those, and those moments are, are important too, but kids are active and nonstop and and some and that's another thing like you need to find what your why is yeah and my why is was making sure that I could make it into my 50s and my 60s to see Mm. my kid and my future kids um grow up yeah or otherwise I I I I probably honestly wouldn't know like how far I would have made it the and on the track that I was on yeah yeah um, and more than anything, more than the moving, um, what we eat has such an effect on how we feel. Yeah. Um, Sunday was Easter and like we had this amazing Easter dinner and I delved into things that I, I knew I shouldn't have. Right. And on Monday I was paying for it. Like I was more lethargic because yeah. I eat a whole lot more carbs than I usually do and and dairy is a big trigger for me. Like I try to stay away from dairy and had dairy on Sunday and I just felt it. I felt the heaviness come Monday. Mm-hmm. And as you're, as you start this process and you're, and you're, st- are you, and you're starting any wellness journey, you'll discover things about your body that you had no clue yeah. about like how certain foods affect you what your trigger foods are, what foods cause inflammation in your body. And everybody is different. So I can sit here and say, like, don't eat dairy, don't eat this, don't eat that. But everyone's different. Yeah. Um, and it takes time. It takes time learning those things, you know. Is, is, then that's why it's such a lifelong commitment. Yeah. Because at the same time, your body changes. So what worked for me a year ago, is not working for me now you know what I mean so it's always being in tune as to where you're at mentally emotionally and physically like what are your needs so for the past couple few years like I've been really into weight training Mm. Uh, but since this pandemic started I haven't picked up a weight but I haven't stopped working out and I realized during this time that I I needed a little bit more stillness. So I've just been doing a lot more dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've picked a bar and doing stuff that spoke to my soul in my teens, but I hadn't done in my adult years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's been gratifying because I realized like, wow, this is forever. This process is, this journey is forever changing. Yeah. I'm not the same person I was six months ago. So you need to really be in tune as to like what your physical, mental, emotional needs are in that time. And sometimes it takes taking it like literally like one day at a time. That's all you need. Like yeah. one day at a time. That's Otherwise it becomes so overwhelming thinking about like, okay, these are my goals 
in a month, two months, three months. But taking it one day at a time is, is, is honestly like all you should be doing. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you, that's going to be such a good um, chunk for those that, um, for those of us, because I'll include myself in that <laughs> once again, um, you know, having my <laughs> child, I mean, I had it together, you know, baby number two, I was like, you know, I'm, after one and two, I'm like boxing, I'm like jogging, I'm doing all this stuff. And I finally got, you know, the food right and everything. And then baby number three came, girl. Yeah. So I'm going to re-listen to all of this for myself <laughs> because <laughs> that your body changes. And I'm like, what happened? Like what happened right before I got pregnant? I was like, you know, living my best life and I'm lifting and I'm doing all this stuff. And, you know, I had a, a tough pregnancy and I won't go into all that, but you know, my body changed after that because, um, you mm. know, while I was doing what I was, while I was pregnant, I wasn't working out or anything like that because, you know, all, everything I was struggling with, but now afterwards, yeah. now we got to start over. And that's the tough part is that that can happen, you know, like mm. I think you've made it to a place and then it's like, you're starting over. Whew. And that's it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really tough. Um, but that's, that's part of life. And, you know, um, the, I think the good thing now is that I know that um, it's not overnight, like you said, and yeah. that I can reach out for help, right. That I can um, be accountable to people and kind of do those same things that I did before, just starting at like one, step one, step two yeah. and being patient with myself. Um, but that was, you know, about myself. <laughs> I just thought it was important to be transparent about that because I'm not, you know, um, you know me. And uh, yeah. as everybody knows by now that I'm really transparent, I don't sit here like, yeah, I got it together in that aspect. And I, I, I so don't. And I'm okay with that. Um, you know, and to, that that's a bunch of stuff that you went through and you've overcome. And you're, you're literally such a warrior woman. You're one of the strongest women I know. Um, thank you you really are I'm like who always just blown away by your testimony and you know your journey because you remain so consistent and so disciplined um you know but what's something that you're struggling with right now that you think has been um kind of difficult for you um mom guilt is always a big one for me Mm -hmm. um even when I find the moments for myself like sometimes I even feel guilty taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the circumstances that we are in now with the pandemic, having my child at home and homes, you know, homeschooling and all that, trying to like figure out like, okay, when do I fit myself in? Because obviously he needs me here. Um, he has emotional needs right now and physical and obviously mental, mm-hmm. but like, when do I take these moments for myself? Mm-hmm. And I've learned through this process is that you have to give yourself a lot of grace over and over and over and over again. Um, So yeah, I honestly, does mom guilt ever go away? (laughs) I don't think it does. I, it changes and it shifts. Right. (laughs) Again, I feel like I had it like I was good. And then it's like, no, that, you know, you were saying earlier about, how do you find time for yourself without taking away from them? And that's Mm. such a struggle. I feel like even when you're like, okay, I'm good. 
then then something changes you know what I mean like my transitioning to Atlanta I felt like okay I really need to be there for my husband who's starting a new job and everything looks different I need to be there for the kids because you know they have different personalities and all this other stuff I also need to be there for my my child that's not even born by staying like it wasn't even like about myself and finding um time to de-stress but it was really you know, she was motivating me because I was like, I'm pregnant. I can't be stressed. And it wasn't really about me, you know? Um, so there's always like transitions in life that, that somehow make you feel like I got to put them first. And it's always that reminder, you know, that, okay, I am putting them first by first, you know, pouring into myself. Like I always think about like, I'm giving the best version of myself when I'm at my best, because when I'm on empty, I'm giving Mm. leftovers you know? Yeah. Because and it doesn't feel good. No, it does not feel good at all. Mm-mm. It's like, you know, like, like you, if I don't get my me time, I'm snappy. <laughs> I'm short. Then I'm feeling guilty <laughs> about being snappy and being short. Like, yeah. <laughs> never ending cycle, man. Never. I'm like, come on. And then you're in the kitchen, like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Come on. Then you have to go apologize. <laughs> it's so crazy as like women like not only do we wear so many hats and we're so flexible and adaptable right because we have to always be uh, on our toes but I also feel that we take on more than what's required of us I don't know if that if I make sense in that but we like I honestly feel like we put that pressure on ourselves yeah and sometimes like you need to like take a step back and just let things be like I I mm. like things in order and like a, a schedule and a flow and you know you're talking about things that we're dealing with right that I'm dealing with right now is learning to just let things be and be okay with that yeah yeah and not overanalyze like okay I need to be doing this and that like I literally said today to my husband I feel like I'm not doing enough and he's like he looked at me he's like what are you talking about like you're all day with Cristiano you're work you're doing what you need to do for yourself to take time for yourself like the house is in order and I still don't feel like I'm doing enough yeah yeah I hear you and I feel like some people I think they were saying, you know, you people have all this time and I'm all about making time when, when you have a goal, you know, let's figure it out. Let's schedule it. Let's make time for it. But a lot of people are like, you know, you have that time now, um, to, to do whatever you wanted to do before and things like that. And I'm like, I'm sure you all are not talking to moms Mm. because I feel like, to be honest, I'm doing, and I was a stay-at-home mom prior to the pandemic, but I feel like I'm doing more now than I was before. I'm like, yeah I have not sat down like I'm running around all day and you're right I feel like we definitely put more on ourselves and you know I've heard of like um the mental load I don't know if you've heard of it the mental load that moms carry because it's like you know all these air quotes and we're thinking about like a million things um that literally you know guys don't think about that much it's like (laughs) You know, they're, they're like one track, like they're thinking about one thing and they're focused. Like my husband will be watching TV and he's like, I'm watching this show. And in my mind, I'm sitting there like I want to spend time with him. But in my mind, I'm like, 
oh man, I have to get up. I have to clear the kitchen. I have to put the food in Tupperware, put it in the fridge. That means then I have to load the dishwasher and I have yep. to, is it tomorrow trash day? Okay. Did the boys even do their chores? Today? Like my mind is going. Going, yeah. I'm not sitting there just watching TV, you know what I mean? So that mental load that we carry, you know, I have to submit an application tomorrow for the boys or whatever it is that our minds are focused on. It's just a lot more than, than men carry, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, facts. <laughs> yeah. And I can, so I think a lot of people can relate to you. I definitely can in terms of, um, you know, us being type A people and we want to schedule how have you kind of like let go? I know it's something that you're struggling with, but how have you um, let go a little bit in terms of the schedule or, or you have not? You're still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure it out. It's, it's so bad that sometimes like I'll schedule the day that I won't have a schedule. Is that bad? Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you said I want to schedule the day that I don't have a schedule. You know, though, that's not... That's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. No, that's not a bad thing. I think mentally, I don't think that I physically have written it down, but I think (laughs) that I know like on Fridays, I'm having a free day. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, like like I won't put it on like actual paper, but I'll (laughs) notate it in my head like for my own, you know, sanity. That okay, this is the day that I'm just maybe going to step back a little bit, be more lenient. You know, because handling the situation, too, that we're going through right now, like, so many things are coming at us, so much information. Yeah. Um, Whether the kids hear the information or not, they can feel how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. They take that on, and they're dealing with their own little world problems right now. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, I need to take a step back and not be, like, not try to be the teacher because I'm not yeah there's no way that I can replicate what's happening in the classroom for him here at home yeah and I've had to like tell myself to just like fall back yeah like fall back and and get rid of those expectations Mm. um that I put on myself to be like okay because at the beginning of all this I was putting pressure on myself that Like, oh, my God, I'm going to let him down. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to cause more harm because we're not, you know, we're not going at the pace that we should be. Um, Not realizing that what he needs from me right now more than anything is just for me to be mom. Yeah. Um, so, So in trying to, like, balance my own sanity and, like, what he needs from me, I'm like, okay, you know what, like, I've had to mentally notate that for my own good. Like, this is going to be our chill day. Yeah. Um, but I still struggle with it, honestly. I still struggle with um, telling myself that I am enough, that this is enough. Yeah. Um, that I'm enough of a mom, I'm enough of a wife. Like, it's it's not until like I kick myself and snap my fingers and I'm like wait a second like remind yourself of who who God says you are first of all how far he's taken me from where I was when I came to him and and realizing that I 
I don't have to carry all of it. Yeah. Because he does. Like, that's why it's so amazing. Like, he's he's that sanctuary for me. So yeah. why do I need to hold on to these things that I would literally, like, before, I, f- I feel like I can sit with it, with with it for a day or two, you know what I mean? Yeah. But before, I would just let it, like, eat me up and destroy me from like the inside out but it's definitely something that comes and goes because I was reminding myself like some of us in our 30s now we're trying to unwind like more than two decades of damage that we did growing up yeah into you know as little kids and then into our 20s like we're trying to rewire all of that and it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And um, I remember talking to my friend, like saying like, I'm actually looking forward to my forties. I feel like that's going to come with a whole bunch of new wisdom and freedom yeah. that I haven't been able to experience in the last 10 years. Yeah. And because I know this is like the long haul yeah. that we're constantly going to be learning and growing and changing um so I'm hopeful (laughs) that eventually I'll get this right (laughs) but I feel like it never ends it never ends yeah I so agree I can't wait till my 40s I'm like oh that's so good to hear you to hear somebody else say that because when I say people look at me like you're crazy I was like no like I'm looking forward to having more kids and them being a little bit older and and just being like, I, I don't know, I heard this from my boss. She said that in her 40s, she just felt so much more secure of herself yes. as a woman. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, that sounds liberating. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, I, I can't wait. And, you know, even with the challenges, I'm, I still feel like life gets better and better because yeah. especially like, you know, feeling the freedom to express myself, you know, that, that I feel like I didn't really have in my teenage years, although I was very vocal, but I wasn't saying anything, you know, I mean, I was yeah. vocal when I was a teenager, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Without an in your face. <laughs> and so, you know, and then going through like this period of silence where I didn't even know who I was and then finding myself and discovering like, you know, and because we walk with with God and God walks with us. I'm like, this is just getting richer and richer. I can't Amen. wait. You know what I mean? So Amen. I can't wait. The forties, we're going to be rocking. I, I said yes. When you said to having more kids, but I was saying yes for you. Thank you. I'm going to watch them, you know, by the time I'm 43, my kids are going to be at the, is it 18? Let me see. 1816. Yeah. Something like that. 1816 and one of them will be 10 or something. Yeah. That's perfect though. Yeah. I feel like that, that moment in time is going to be, I, although I'm, I'm cherishing these because time goes up by really fast. I feel like, you know, by mm-hmm. that 43, I feel like I'm going to be rocking girl. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we'll have more figured out. Not only will, uh, wisdom as you know as women and mom but obviously in our faith too like more mature and it comes a point into in your life that and this is happening to me now happened to me as I turned 30 is that you stop caring really like what others have to think and you start doing things for you that that really like 
enrich your soul instead of worrying like okay well this person thinks i should be doing that you know mm-hmm. yeah because your 20s was about like at least for me my 20s was about pleasing other people yeah um so it comes i feel like each decade comes with a new level of discernment and wisdom yeah. and freedom so yeah. let's declare that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I so agree. I so agree. I can't wait. We'll be we'll be checking back in. Of um, course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this has been so awesome and so rich and so nourishing to my soul. Um, what uh-huh. are three takeaways that you would have for the people? Um, just in terms of struggles and um overcoming them. I would say number one realize that you're not alone um god is always with you but i'm sure there's someone out there willing to hear you out and i feel like i spent such a long time silent yeah that it was so healing for me to finally like just blurt it out and sometimes that first step in owning um you know that pain or whatever resentment or bitterness you're holding on to that's keeping you away from your best self and actually testifying it yeah um and saying like you know what that that's no longer going to hold me captive and and where i'm at right now mm-hmm. um is honestly the first step in order to be who god you know created you to be yeah i loved every second of this thank you so much again for coming on and thank you, Anna. we really agree they're gonna come back for another episode <laughs> <laughs> all right sign me up <laughs> yes <laughs> oh thanks again Naomi. i seriously appreciate you I thank hope, you Anna. i hope you all enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week <laughs>